Good evening. In this, our third message entitled Blessings from the Boat, I'm speaking to you from the book of Job in chapter 9. One of the oldest names and titles of Scripture given to the Lord Jesus Christ is found in the book of Job. Job is one of the most ancient of all writings. There are scores of names and titles of our Lord Jesus in both Old and New Testament. But this one here in Job is probably, as I have said, one of the oldest. The book of Job was penned before Genesis. And it comes in about Genesis chapter 11. That's why when you read in the book of Job, you don't read anything about the law or the commandments or the offerings or the sacrifices or the temple. It was before all that. So it's a very ancient book, the book of Job. In the 33rd verse of this ninth chapter, 4,000 years and more before our Savior was born, the Lord Jesus is called by Job the day's man, the day's man. And it's found in verse 33. Verse 33 says, Neither is there any day's man betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. Now that word day's man is the word mediator. It is the word go-between, a reconciler, intercessor, or indeed a modern word given to it is umpire. And Job is saying here in this ninth chapter of his book, no matter where I look, or no matter how much I cry, I can't find one to bridge the gap. I can't find anybody to reconcile me in all my troubles and all my trials to God. You know, James said about Job, he said, you've heard of the patience of Job. Well, the patience of Job, and all commentators and scholars agree that when you come to the ninth chapter, the patience of Job is really exhausted. He is at the end of his tether, or as we say sometime, in wit's end corner. Job in chapter 9 is answering one of his foolish counselors by the name of Bildad. And he really is at breaking point because in verse 17 in chapter 9 he says, For he, God, breaketh me with a tempest and multiplieth my words without cause. And then in chapter 10 in verse 1 he says, My soul is weary of life. And in chapter 9, in another verse, he says, I am filled with bitterness. You know the story of Job, don't you? Don't you know what happened to this man? Don't you know that he was a man of great bereavement? In one day, he lost seven sons and three daughters. I tell you, that was some trial, and God allowed it to happen. He allowed the devil to take his children. He not only was a man of great bereavement, he was a man of great bankruptcy. 
He had 7,000 sheep. He had 3,000 camels. He had 500 oxen and 500 asses, and he lost them all on the same day. But not only was he a man of bereavement and a man of bankruptcy, he was a man of boils. From his head to his foot were putrefying sores where he lay on the roadside scraping himself with a bit of metal or a bit of pottery. And out of the depth, this man's crying. My friend will never know what Job suffered. And out of the depth, this man cried, just the same as David cried on one occasion, is there no man cares for my soul? Old Willie Nicholson, who used to be a preacher in the province years ago, W.P. Nicholson, I heard him saying on one occasion that he was so far down he had to look up to see the bottom. So far down. I wonder how you are as we're approaching this Christmas period. I have a message for your heart and for your people and for your family, I believe, tonight. How do you feel? Where are you along the road of life just now as we pause coming up to this festive season? How are things with the family? What about financially? What about your marriage? What about health problems? Maybe all these things are piling up and piling up in these days. They're accumulating and maybe bringing you to breaking point. Maybe I'm speaking to someone tonight and you're just exhausted and you're just at breaking point. Oh, I remember this time of year so vividly. I don't like the memories of Christmas in our home. And I remember often in our home, this time of year, my old mother with white hair, with her hands in her face, crying, Oh, God, I can take no more. Oh, maybe there's a mother like that. Maybe there's a father like that. Maybe there's some young teenager like that. Listen, hold on. I have a word for you tonight. There is a man. There is a man between God and you that can take his hand and put his hand upon you tonight. Job says, is there no man? Yes, there is a man. There's a man in the glory tonight who loves you, who died for you, and who rose again for you. There's one who can lift the rod that's upon your back. There's one who can release your fear and remove your burden. There's a day's man and in the book of Ruth, he's our kinsman, redeemer. Glory to God, Job. There is a man. There's a man who can put his hand out and touch you even tonight. I'm praying that God will touch you through this message. Listen to Paul a thousand, thousands of years later. In 1 Timothy 2 and verse 5, he says, For there is one God, and there is one day's man, there is one mediator, there's one reconciler. There's one advocate between God and men. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. The only man that can bridge the gap is the God-man, the Son of God who loved us and died for us. No pastor can do it. No preacher can do it. No priest can do it. 
Nobody can give me absolution from sins and take my sins and cast them in the sea of his forgetfulness, never remembered no more. And as another version, Job says, my transgressions are sewed up in a bag and they're cast into the sea. Glory to God. Nothing can touch them. Nothing can reach them. They're gone. My sins are gone and they're gone far away. You rejoice in that if you're a believer tonight or today. You rejoice in what the Lord has done for you. God in Christ reconciled the world unto himself, who gave himself a ransom for all. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't murdered. I hear people talking about him being murdered. He wasn't murdered. He can't murder a man who gives his life voluntary to be taken. He says he gave himself for us when he had by himself. And remember this, it, it wasn't with the help of Mary. When he had by himself purged our sins, he, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And you know, in relation to his coming again, Paul says, when the Lord himself shall descend, it'll not be an angel, it'll be himself. He himself is coming back. Hallelujah. When, he, when the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Are you in Christ? Because the rapture could come very soon. He could take us out tonight. It's he, my dear friend, that is the only mediator between God and man. Charles Wesley penned that a great hymn, died he for me who caused his pain. For me who him to death pursued, amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? I can't grip that tonight. I, I, I can maybe understand to we measure that he loved the world and give himself for the world. I can understand to we measure and it's hard to take it in that he loved the church and he gave himself for the church. But he loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, he's the only one that can remove our sin and give us absolution for our sins. A priest one time came to visit a dear old lady who was dying, and he said to her, I've come to hear your confession and give you absolution for your sins. And she said to him, Sir, she said, show me your hands. And she, he showed him her hands. He says, there's no nail prints on those hands. The man that died for my sin was nailed to the cross at Calvary. And he has the nails, the marks in his hand and on his side to prove it. And we know that he has because Thomas doubted him. Remember Thomas? Remember the Lord Jesus seven days after the resurrection said to Thomas, when Thomas doubted, he says, put your finger, Thomas, into the, into the wounds in my hand. There must have been big wounds in his hands that the nail left from the fisherman's finger. He would have got into the hand. And then he says, put thine hand into my side. You know, the gouged out his side on the cross of Calvary. It must have been a big gouge when a fisherman could put his big hand up into, into the Savior's riven side. Oh, my dear friends. It cost an awful lot to save me. It cost the precious blood of Jesus and that battering and scourgings at Calvary's cross to set me free from my sin. There's a man in the glory, and he's a man who bore the marks of sin on his own body upon the tree and died for me. 
Where are you just now? Maybe you're at the end of your tether. And maybe you're at the end of your days. Maybe this is the first Christmas without your husband. Maybe it's the first Christmas without your wife. Maybe, maybe, maybe without a child. Maybe your heart's broken. Everybody's not singing. Every not joyful. I was with a, a widow today who, who lost her husband just last month and she's looking to get it over. Is that you? But remember this, there's a man. There's a man in the glory who can put his hand and put his arm around you and comfort you. He's the God of all comfort and he loves you with an everlasting love. Oh, sinner, sinner, tonight you need to come where Job came. Job came to recognize that there was a man. You need to realize that you're a poor, lost, and perishing sinner, and neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. Listen to what Job says in verse 30 of chapter 9. Even, he says, I wash myself with clean, pure, snow-white water. That's an awesome statement. Even though I scrub myself with spring snow-white water, and my hands are ever so clean. He says, it's no use. It's no use. We used to have a singer who came to the lifeboat years ago and played an accordion. She used to sing, you cannot find cleansing with water based on, 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 based on, 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 on that story in the Scripture where uh, he washed his hands Pilate washed his hands in, in a basin of water. My friend, you cannot find cleansing by water, no matter how much water it is or how little water it is, or whether you're sprinkled with it or whether you're baptized in it, it doesn't matter. You cannot find cleansing with water. And that's what Job is saying. He says, I can't find cleansing. And if I cleanse my hands with pure snow-white water, he says, I go back down into the pit again, and I'm as filthy again. That's what he says. I go into the ditch, and my garments are filthy. My friend, it keeps coming back. The old sin keeps coming back. But come to Jesus for the cleansing power, and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And he died once and for all, forever. He died because of us. He died instead of us. He died on behalf of us. Hallelujah. My heart is full tonight as I thought of the mighty work of Calvary and what Jesus Christ has done for my sins. What can wash away my stain? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. He makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He can make the foulest clean, and his blood avails for me. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be, though your sins be as scarlet, and they shall be as white as snow, though they are crimson, they shall be as wool. And then he puts in this wee phrase, if ye are willing to obey. Are you willing to obey? Are you willing to take that step of faith tonight where you're sitting, wherever you are? Are you prepared just to take that step of faith tonight and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Come into my heart and save me from my sins. I can't handle this. I can't find cleansing any other way. I can't find peace any other way. I've been to the chapel. I've been to the churches. I've been to men. I've tried it here and there. I've tried drinking. I've tried drugs. And I've tried wildlife, but it doesn't satisfy. Now, none but Christ can satisfy. 
There's none other name for me. Oh, my friend, if you're willing, are you willing? Are you willing to obey him? Are you willing to come? He says, come now, let us reason together. He says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. He says, come for all things are now ready. Just reach out, reach out. There is a hand that will bridge the gap between heaven and hell. If you will reach out and touch it tonight. Oh, Job, Job, there's a man. There is a man. And there's a man who can cleanse you from your sin. We sing sometimes here, Blessed be the fountain of blood. Blessed be the fountain of blood to a world of lost sinners revealed. Blessed be the dear Son of God and only by His stripes we are healed. Whiter than the snow, wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Oh, come now as I close. Come now to the only mediator. Come to the deus man redeemer. Come now, come today. Come for all things are now ready. Come mother, come father. The whosoever will may come. Don't remonstrate, don't fight. Surrender into the arms of the living God tonight. For surrender to him and say, I'm coming, Lord, coming now to thee. Wash me, cleanse me in the blood that flows from Calvary. That's all you have to do if you really are mean it. If you're really sorry for your sin, repent of them, turn from them, flee to Christ, reach out by faith and say, Lord, Lord, I believe, I believe that there's a man to put my hand in and take me into the new year and down into eternity itself. Don't miss it. And don't leave it too late. Years ago, on the banks of the Lagan, on the outskirts of Belfast, an old gypsy woman with a bucket went down to fetch water to bring it up to the caravan where they were living in. And she waded out a wee bit too far and she slipped and she went into the Lagan. And her son, who saw it happening, ran down and ran in and got a hold of the old mother. She had an old black shawl on her. He couldn't get a real grip of her. But he got a grip of her and he held on to her. And she fought. And he struggled all that he could. But he couldn't get her out. And she panicked. And he had to let her go. Someone came along just after he'd come back out and onto the bank and you're sitting with his hands weeping and he said oh mommy oh mommy oh mommy I would have saved you but you wouldn't let me I would have saved you but you wouldn't let me my friend there's a greater son who loves you tonight there's a greater son who paid a greater price for your sins tonight than any man could ever pay and he died on that cross at Calvary and he was buried on the third day and he rose again and he lives in the power of an endless life. Christmas is not only about the child. I preach in the open air over Christmas and I usually take that text where Manoah said about her son Samson, what shall we do with the child? Everybody wants the child. And everybody loves a wee child in the manger and everybody loves to coo around it and drink around it and sing around it and stagger around it. But my friend, they don't want him when he comes out of childhood and he comes into manhood and he comes up to, to call on the men and women to be saved and to repent. They don't want him when he comes to the cross. But he loves you tonight.
and he will save you if you obey, and he will save you if you come. Don't leave it too late. Don't be like the gypsy woman. Come to Christ tonight. God bless you. Amen.